Chapter 4 Isabella sighed as she heard the sound of Roman slamming the phone down, knowing he received her message loud and clear. Who was that? came a man's gruff voice. Oh, the pizza place I ordered from got my order wrong. They were just clarifying what my toppings were, replied Isabella, looking down at her phone to quickly order a pepperoni pizza to keep up appearances. I'm sorry, Captain. I can order you some if you want to. How rude of me. Captain Heath, suspicious, sat down on the stairwell facing the front door. No, I'm good. I just thought it was weird you would order pizza this early in the morning. Uh, with all that's taking place this last little bit, I tend to stress eat. Pizza being my main source. Plus, Mike's Pizza down the street does deliver 24-7. Understandable, the captain said. Thanks for letting me hang out here, by the way. I haven't heard from Roman and want to help him figure this thing out. Plus, I figured you'd rather have someone you know watching the house rather than some stranger. Yeah, that is a plus. I appreciate your help. Really, I do. Two hours passed and Isabella was making coffee, full from the small pepperoni pizza she just ate. And Captain Heath sat on the couch, shirt untucked, slouched, trying to stay awake as his chin kept slamming on his chest. The sound of... The sound of dubstep Super Mario came blaring from his front pocket, causing both people in the room to jump. Captain Heath, he said, answering his phone groggily. Yeah, that's fine. I could use a break. Isabella turned and looked at the captain as he stood up, ending the call. Looks like I'm going to get a little break. Another officer is going to sit outside in his car, and I need a nap, but I'll be back a little while later. You going to be okay? I think so. Thanks for hanging out with me. I should probably try and rest too, Isabella said. All right, sweetie, I'll talk to you soon. The old Heath gave her a quick hug and closed the door behind him, stepping into his SUV and drove off. Ding, ding. The sound of the welcome bells as the door was opening and shutting. Hello, welcome to Mike's Pizza, where we're open 24-7 till we get to heaven. What can I get you? A tall, skinny teenage boy, maybe 17, wearing a black apron and hat, greeted the new customer with the company motto. Yes, my name is Captain Heath with the Dallas Police Department. I was actually just going to see if you could help me solve a case with some information, Heath said, lying. Surprised and eager to help find justice, the teenager replied, Uh, yeah, of course, what's up? Did you happen to get a phone order for a pepperoni pizza to this address early this morning? Heath questioned, pointing to his notepad. Um, let me look. The teen pushed a few buttons on his computer and replied. Looks like we got an order from that address, but it was an online order. Did you mess it up and have to call back to clarify? Laughing, the teen said, nope, it's kind of hard to mess up just a pepperoni pizza. The captain smiled, thanked the boy, and briskly walked out of the establishment, intrigued by this newfound information. Working the streets of Dallas had always been a tough gig, yet very rewarding. Over the years, you begin to know the people you protect, developing bonds with the people and strangers you never know could exist. Though there are those individuals that will always paint every cop the same negative light, most are willing to work with you, knowing you have their best interest at heart. But that's the trick. A cop has to communicate that, and it can only be communicated over years of trust being built. That is the only way. Roman was thinking all these things, hoping that he could tap into some of that trust within the same community he had been protecting over the last few years. Maybe it would pay off. He gradually re-entered his district he'd been patrolling for a long time, via taxi, knowing the ins and outs of every nook and cranny, now wearing a baseball cap and pulled low over his eyes to help bounce any eye contact away from him, Roman traveled to his favorite gas station. Little Bubba's had the best hot dogs around and a cappuccino to die for. 
Set it away from the main thoroughfare and decorated far below the average zone of comfort for most people, it was a perfect place for Roma to regroup. Swinging the door open, listening to the scrape of the weather jam sweeping the floor, Roman greeted his old friend. Hey, Bubba. Well, shoot, son, if it ain't old Mr. Wanted himself, came the slow, drawn-out Louisiana reply. Bubba stood leaning over the register counter, catching up with Big Dave, a friendly neighbor, as he was known by. Gray hair peppered Bubba's entire head, and the wrinkles seemed to pull down his eyes. However, Bubba wore those wrinkles like a badge of honor. And respect was never asked for, but was always given by all those around him. A light blue, sun-bleached, short sleeve button-up was matched with the same old blue jeans a person could always find him in, perfectly contrasting his dark brown skin. It was his go-to uniform of choice, and nobody told Bubba what to wear but Bubba. That well-known already, laughed Roman. Oh yeah, buddy. Now I've known you for a long time now, Bubba said with a drawl. And I know we haven't agreed on every little detail, but man, I know you. There ain't no way you did that what them people said there that you did, little Bubba said, pointing up to the corner TV. Roman followed his finger to the TV to find his face plastered over all the news. The title read, Rogue Cop, Guilty of Murder. With a stiff sigh of frustration, Roman turned back to the two men, who were already staring at him. Apparently I'm guilty now. So much for our justice system. I guess the whole notion of being innocent until proven guilty is also the thing of the past. Little Bubble laughed, a laugh so deep and guttural that it even caught Big Dave off guard. Son, that's a fact I've known for a long time as well. Don't ask me how, just do. I've watched you come in and out of this shop every morning for as long as you started here. I got to hear about your wife and all her lovely dreams, so much so that they kind of started to become my dreams, wishing to come true. Shoot, I remember one time there was these kids playing out ball up there with no shoes because their families couldn't pay for them. I know you saw them too, the same thing I did while you was getting your coffee for that morning. Then all of a sudden, the next day, they all showed up and ran spanking new Air Jordans. No one knew where they came from, just that they were on the front doorstep with each of them kiddos' names and correct shoes size labeled on them. I watched that smile and twinkle in your eye when you saw that the joy was there. Any man who does stuff kind of like that has something inside of him that can't ever be bought. It's unheard of nowadays. Bubba looked deep into Roman's eyes as he said these things, knowing he struck a chord. You're with me now, you hear? It's now about time you figure some stuff out. Being purposely cryptic, little Bubba smiled his famous wide smile, showcasing his three gold teeth placed front and center of his mouth. You need some help, son. Help realizing some truths about some pretty important topics. Bubba looked at Big Dave, gave him a slight nod, and glanced back at Roman. Hey, uh, Bubba, what's up? <laughs> Roman questioned with a half-smile and half-concerned look, noticing the glance the two friends gave one another. Like I said, you about to get learnt, replied the shop owner. As Roman watched Bubba speak, there was a slight glowing aura resting upon the old shop owner that he'd never caught before. But as soon as he stopped speaking, the aura disappeared. 